Pepper is an unapologetic bra company for women with small chests, making bras that finally fit and celebrate AA, A, and B cup sizes. Get 10% off your first order by going to wearpepper.com AMR. First Leaf is a better way to discover wine you'll love at a fraction of the price. With up to 60% off award-winning wine that ships right to your door, you'll save time, money, and stress. Get six bottles of wine for $29.95 plus free shipping by going to tryfirstleaf.com slash AMR. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash AMR. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. How's it how's it going out there, Sarah, in the summertime? Are we in the summertime yet? Pretty Not much. Quite, well, yeah, close kind of. and close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh I'm thinking about the fact that we are in the uh last days of the uh days of hours of sunshine getting longer because you know, on the um the equinox they start getting shorter. So I know. Gotta, yeah. I know. Mm. Well, I'm ready. It's hot, man. It is hot already. And I know it's hot in Portland, too. So, <laughs> And uh, you were out there in the the heat for a while this weekend, weren't you? I was. I was. Uh, Grant and I did uh, our first event, our first COVID, post-COVID event, I should say, uh, called the Elephant Rock. It's a ride that kind of starts the cycling events here mm-hmm. in uh, the great state of Colorado, um, at least the citizen cycling events, not the, <laughs> not the category one and two citizen. racing. Um, so yeah, so we did that on Sunday. So it was really, it was, I can't say how great it was to be just surrounded by people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just, it just felt like, and it, it's a, so basically the, the thing is there was, I think four different rides. They had like a 28, they had a family ride and then they had like a 28 mile ride that was like gravel um, that included some some time on gravel, like 44 miles, 62 and then 100. And so (laughs) like all stripes of cyclists, which was so great. I mean, all, you know, different ages, different sizes. Um, lots of older white men. <laughs> I can't lie. <laughs> Grant's like, yeah, this is us. I'm like, I know, I know, but at least I'm a female. It's so funny at the bathroom, uh, right before we left, um, there was one bathroom inside, like where you picked up your numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I like zipped in and out and I was waiting for him and waiting for him. And I was like, oh my God, like he's having intestinal issues. No, the line, the line was long. I'm like, yes, welcome to my world. It's the first time that the men have a line and the women don't. Parody at last. <laughs> I know, right? At the Elephant Rock, I finally got it. Laboratory parody. Um, yeah, but it was it was a great day. It was um, So it was really, really hot on Saturday. The ride was on Sunday and I was a little nervous. It was hot and windy on Saturday, Mm, which is pretty mm -hmm. much, you know, like a one-two punch for a cyclist, at least for me. Yes. Um, And uh, Sunday turned out to be um, pretty calm wind-wise and Mm. um, cooler and overcast at times, which makes it, you know, really nice. So, um, so yeah, I I mean, I felt really strong uh, throughout most of it. It's a lot of rolling hills. Oh my gosh, so many rolling hills. But <laughs> the uh, the elevation was about I, somewhere between 3,500 and 4,000 feet, which is what wow. my race is going to be, which I didn't even know they had those kind of hills in New York. I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. But it's a lot of rolling hills. So 
Um, definitely feel like I need to practice on getting a little bit more efficient, um, you know, doing the dip. Like, you know, you come down fast and then you got to kind of use that speed to get yes. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, not sure that I was, <laughs> actually, I, I am sure that it was not super efficient. <laughs> um, so definitely got to work on that. But um, but overall, really, really good. We stopped once. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple aid stations, but, um, you know, to, to kind of keep it more of a, more of an idea of, it wasn't like a race by any stretch, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but just, you know, minimize the stops. Um, and, uh, and Coach Liz was like, you know, hopefully you're having to use the bathroom, you know, having to pee mm-hmm. two to two and a half hours in. And so we stopped around two hours. I'm like, please let me pee. Please let me, <laughs> please let me be hydrated enough to pee. And, and I was. So I was like, all right, all right, I'm doing this well. So. Hashtag goals. To pee at two and or two and a half hours into oh, the run. Yeah. And you better believe I reported that in Training Peaks. I was like, yes. And when we stopped at the aid station. So, so that's called a metric century, isn't it? It is. It is actually. Yeah. So 62 miles is like, a, a you know, 100K. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, and we, Grant and I both just loved the distance. I mean, it's almost like between a half marathon and a marathon. He was like, that's the mm-hmm. half marathon of cycling. Like, because <laughs> you kind of start. Yeah, you kind of get a little uh, weary around like 40, 45. You're like, Ugh. and you're like, oh, wait, I only have about 15 miles to go, you know? Um, so um, that felt good. Nice, nice, nice. And of course, New York State has hills. It was all, you know, the the glaciers moved through there. So made, it carved the, um, that's why there's a lot of rocks out east too. Um, oh, yeah. I'm kind of bummed about that. I mean... <laughs> When I saw the course, I was like, or didn't, I haven't seen, oh, I have seen a, a picture, like a, a map of the course, not mm-hmm. a, you know, of the aqua bike. And um, yeah, but when I saw 4,000 feet, I was like, that's a lot for, uh-huh. um, there is. for a place so, that doesn't have big mountains like Colorado. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm, yeah, I know they have hills, but yeah. So definitely uh-huh. got to get used to the, the punchiness of the rolling hills. Uh, oh, I like that though. The punchiness of the The punchiness. Rolling- yeah. Mm. I will say the other thing, and I, this is not a new relevation to me, but it was, it was, I was reminded of it. One of the things that I remember when we used to ride our bikes a lot in Santa Fe, I was always, you know, you, you on rolling hills, you, you're at the top. And you look down, and you're like, I'm going to go down, and then I'm going to go back up. And that hill, the climb in front of you looks so daunting yes. from at the same height, right? Yes, yes, you know? yes. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the bottom, and it, I swear it doesn't seem as bad. Oh, completely. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Oh, good. You validate me. Oh, oh Jiminy, I can't. So I am immediately reminded, as you're saying that, I'm envisioning this road out near my parents' old house, Um and I think it is in New York State. I think it's just across the border in New York State in Pound Ridge, New York. And it has three um, rollers on it. And boy, you get to the top and it's like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get up that beast. And yeah. then you get down at the bottom and it's like, huh, must have shrunk while I was coming down that hill. It's not <laughs> nearly as big anymore. A glacier moved in and flattened it. <laughs> yes. Thank you, glacier. So, yes. Oh, completely, completely. So it's all about the perspective. Yes. Oh, you know, literally and in your head, too. You know. I agree. I agree. And I would say it also just the, the corollary to that is when you go to drive a course, like if you ever go oh. to drive a marathon course yes. or drive a bike course or something you're going to do prior, it always looks so much worse from the window, from from inside your car than it than it feels on the road. I just uh-huh. yeah. so that's yeah. uh just a little a little uh little pep talk for hills, especially when you're <laughs> at the top of one. Oh my goodness. 
Uh, I have to say that whole interchange was very classic serendipity. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was, it was good. But but yeah, so thank you for asking. So I'm excited to, so to sum up, uh, to sum up, I feel, I'm feeling good. Like I got to say, like I I left that and I was in such a good mood all day long. Mm. I mean, I was tired. I was definitely Mm -hmm. tired and Mm -hmm. feeling a little nauseous like you are at the end of a, a big effort, but, um, but it felt good. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, congratulations. Then. And that must have been a fun experience to share with your husband. So, nice. well, yeah, he didn't really ride with me. But, <laughs> but that's, you that's know, he had to drive to and from, you know, you didn't <laughs> yeah. have to hear him chewing or breathing or anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, like I know his, uh, his intentions when we, so at our one rest stop, um, you know, he went into the bathroom after me. He's like, go on ahead. I'll, I'll catch you. And I'm like, I know you will. And then, and then he catches me. And I'm like, you know what? Just go ride. Go ride your ride. You know, you don't have to ride with me. So just say hi as you pass, honey. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start out with the questions. This one is from a different Sarah who is on the hunt for sunscreen recommendations. Hi, my name is Sarah. I am a mother runner from Ohio. I have three young kids and I have a question about sunscreen. Um, I'm trying to be better about running, wearing sunscreen when I'm out running, but no matter which one I try, even if they say sport on them, I end up with it burning my eyeballs. I need some suggestions on better sunscreens. I'm a very sweaty runner, so I don't know if that if that is the problem or what, but better sunscreen so I can be better about it when I'm out on my run. Thank you so much. Love the podcast. So dimity, I immediately <laughs> thought of you and one of your best lines ever when I heard this question. So come on, you got to say it. Where should runners apply sunscreen? Oh, from the balls down, the balls down. Uh, yeah, that was one of our classic lines from, I can't remember which book tour, but yes, eyeballs down. Do not put it on your forehead. Do not put it on your forehead. I mean, ideally you're wearing a hat or a sun, uh, a visor or something that will protect your forehead. And Mm -hmm. I think a hat's a better idea because that part line, man, that can also really get, um, depending upon how, you know, how, how thin your, how thin your hair is and where it's parted, that that's Mm -hmm. often a place where people get, um, uh, unexpectedly burned. Yes. Um, So, so I think a hat is a good call. Um, Mm -hmm. but yes, put it, if, if you do that, then that's one thing. The other thing is after you put it on your hands, right, you're going to use your palms of your hands. You might want to wash them, you know, mm. before you head out, because often what oh. you do is you, you know, you rub your eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that will get there. So we often said, like, you know, pull up the bottom of your shirt, you yep. know, use the bottom of your running tank or whatever it happens to be and use that to wipe your face instead of your hands or your mm-hmm. arm or something mm-hmm. like that. Or yes. you could wear a cool little... uh wristband like napoleon dynamite and use that <laughs> a guy in my strength class yesterday was wearing a head bit like a bjorn borg john McEnroe style headband i'm like huh okay didn't know those were back in but okay yeah, yeah. there was a great um uh in our love the run relay group um this the last event there was the weedy box rejects and they all got um red and white uh headbands and wristbands they were perfect i was like oh you guys win just because of the wristbands i love them oh, awesome team name too that's fantastic um yeah, so so that's important. Two important points about application. So um, so let's talk sunscreens in particular. Um, I do want to put in a plug that uh, we're doing a big review of running sunscreens, and that's going to be on our site, anothermotherrunner.com, on June 29th. 
So I know the sunscreen that I will be talking up in that review is by Kinesis and um, which has a tricky spelling, K-I-N-E-S-Y-S. And it's a brand out of Australia where they know a thing or two about sun protection. And and, um, Kinesis makes this great product called Clear Zinc SPF 30. And it goes on white so you can see where you put it, but then rubs in clear so it doesn't make it look like, you know, you leaned against a freshly painted white wall by getting marks all over your running gear. And it also smells good. And it's a mineral sunscreen that provides protection from UVA and UVB rays, which is very important in um, any type of sunscreen you're wearing. I will say it is not inexpensive. It's nearly $30 for a two ounce tub, but that lasts a long time. So I, and I use that on my face only because it is, you know, you could go through two ounces on your shoulders pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, Sarah just goes along with your caviar tastes. (laughs) Um, I I like to use, uh, I, 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 I might prefer more of a target brand. Um, Mm -hmm. The Neutrogena Ultra Sheer works really well for me. I like how like dry it feels when you put it on, mm-hmm. how light mm-hmm. it is. Um, so I put that on my face, on my shoulders. I mean, I'm not really super picky. I will take pretty much anything. I use, you know, um, the store brand of the Target stuff on my arms and legs. I'll use Banana Boat. I'll use anything pretty much. I just, thankfully, knock on wood, haven't had many issues with, um, you know, my skin breaking out, that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just really important that um, like you, that, I mean, I think I've gotten better. I think I've gotten through a little bit to Amelia, (laughs) who is almost 18 now, Mm -hmm. who um, basically spent like the first part of the pandemic a a year ago, a year, year and two, three months ago, like lying out in our backyard. Mm -hmm. You've got to wear sunscreen, you've got to wear Mm -hmm. sunscreen. and uh, and and she's better at it now. She's a lifeguard as well. So you know, there's a lot of sun exposure here in mm-hmm. um, Mile High City. Um, but even in cloudy conditions, you know, she's like, oh, I forgot, Mom. And I'm like, Oh, you didn't forget. You were just, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's a pain to put on sunscreen unless you get the aerosol ones. But then you feel bad about, you know, throwing oh, that exactly. out. So exactly, um, there's no winning. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, that's yeah. I mean, that's really the only thing. And I, the, I mean. Uh, yeah, there's nothing else. It's there's nothing else to say other than balls down, right, Sarah? <laughs> yes. Um, I will also say that we had a great dermatologist on our regular podcast, you know, which airs on Friday, and that was in June of 2019, talking about sun protection. It's episode 370. If um, listeners want to go back and um, give a listen, and she had a lot of great suggestions, including recommending wearing a special tee with high SPF to protect your shoulders, back, arms you know, because Sarah, you can't sweat a shirt off. And, um, and also then, you know, it saves you some dough over the long haul, because you're not having to put sun protection on those areas, because you got your high SPF shirt. So just some things to consider there, Sarah. Pepper is an unapologetic bra brand for women with small chests. They make everyday bras that finally fit and celebrate AA, A, and B cup sizes. Pepper's mission is one we can totally get behind to empower women to be supremely confident and proud of their bodies. Pepper bras fit small chested women so well. With Pepper bras, there are no more cup gaps, even when you bend, move, and lift your arms. Pepper bras provide natural lift and cleavage without the bulky push-up padding. The magic is in the cups that hug and scoop you like the most flattering pair of yoga pants. My favorite feature of Pepper bras are the fabrics. They are incredibly silky smooth and luxurious to the touch, so you don't have to compromise quality with the scratchy teen department bras anymore. 
Growing up with a big busted mother and older sister, I always thought eventually I would grow bigger breasts. In my mid-twenties, I had an epiphany. It wasn't happening. So Pepper Bras are perfect for me. The classic all-you bra offers underwire support with optimized curve so it sits comfortably and securely on my chest. Signature mesh lifts from the bottom up for a flattering fit, while flattering yet not excessive padding provides modesty. All made in, like I said, the most scrumptious fabrics. I can't emphasize that enough. It's no wonder small-chested women are obsessed with these bras. They've been sold out multiple times this year, have thousands of five-star reviews, and are super buzzy in the media. Glamour calls it the perfect bra for small boobs. Pepper's most popular styles and sizes sell out fast. Make sure you head to wearpepper.com and apply code AMR when you check out to get 10% off your first order. That's W-E-A-R pepper.com and use code AMR at checkout to get 10% off your first order. Who hasn't been there? It's the end of a long week. You're standing in the wine aisle, staring at the shelves, overwhelmed by the choices. Do you go with a California red or try risky or Malbec from Argentina? Do you choose by label or price? Where do you even begin? Thankfully, there's First Leaf, a better way to discover wine at a fraction of the price you'll find in a store. First Leaf is a fully customizable wine club that sends curated boxes of wines that are perfect for you. No guesswork, no misguided recommendations, and no frustration on your part. Each wine shipment is entirely customized to your unique palate and preferences. Here's how it works. You'll answer a series of questions to determine what you like or don't like when it comes to wine. And it's more than just red or white. Do you like sweet, tangy, dry, or fruity? Each question works with an algorithm to help get closer to choosing a wine that suits your individual needs and likes. Soon after, you'll receive six wines selected just for you based on your preferences. And let me tell you, the selections for me were spot on. I found a California Pinot that I absolutely loved and can't wait to buy and drink again in the future. With First Leaf, I can get down to the business of enjoying my wine even quicker. So save time, money, and stress with First Leaf, the wine club designed with you in mind. Join First Leaf today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash AMR. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash AMR. The key to success is finding an edge and leveraging it. Kill Hills, opt for a Hilly 10K. Endurance is your jam, train for an ultra. In the work world, if you're hiring, that edge is Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview, all on Indeed. That's right, all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. Oh, if I could reduce my race times by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com AMR. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com AMR. Indeed.com AMR. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. 
Okay. We got Elizabeth who's curious about transitioning from marathon, her first to a half marathon for training. Hi, Serendipity. My name is Elizabeth and I'm calling from outside Seattle in Gay City. And my question to you is what would the transition time look like from doing a full marathon at the end of June to doing a half marathon probably mid to late fall? And I'm curious if I could take some time off in July and what kind of cycling I could do to help maintain the fitness and when I should begin in earnest the speed sessions and the long run sessions once again for the half marathon training. Um, This is my first full marathon, like I say, end of June, and trying to just figure out if I can take a full week or even two weeks off from full-on sprint sessions and long-run sessions and then slowly ease back into it. Thank you guys so much. Love the podcast. Bye. So, well, kudos, Elizabeth, on training for her first marathon and for lifting your head from that training, which can be long, we know, and (laughs) planning ahead. And from your voice memo, I got the sense that you think you won't have much downtime, but I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. So, Dim, I did some math. And so let's say uh, Elizabeth's marathon is the last weekend in June, so June 27 or 28. And then your half is, let's say, October 23rd or 24th, because she says mid to late fall. And so you'd have 17 weeks between races. Um, So Coach Dimity, now that I've done the math, can you um, plot out her um, possible recovery and training? Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, I love love having a plan. I also love being flexible, right? Mm. And um, because you've never... You know, you're you're definitely far along in your marathon training, and you've got some good good uh, plans for the fall. But let's um, put this uh, put a big asterisk next to all of this and say, you know what? If this works out, great. And if it doesn't, that's okay too, um, mm-hmm. because you're running your first marathon, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I would say two to four weeks of pretty much straight up recovery after your marathon, right? And for that mm-hmm. first week, I just. I can't emphasize it enough. I know people get really itchy because mm-hmm. they want to go run because that's what they've been doing for a very long time. And there's a sense of emptiness after you finish your marathon, no matter how it went, because mm-hmm. you have this time. But that first week, you cannot, you won't gain any fitness and you might set back your recovery. It's likely mm-hmm. that you'll set back your recovery. And if you have any injuries that you might have sustained, whether you know them or not, you know, maybe you maybe you got a little bit of of the beginning of plantar fasciitis or something during that marathon, you're only going to exacerbate it. Um, So that week. Yeah. 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 So that I can't stress enough what you're uh, emphasize what you're saying enough, Timothy, no running during that first week after that marathon. Cause I have, you know, I've done 14 marathons and I have learned that doing, putting in any miles on your feet in anything else, but walking does you no good and just can really do you, do you harm. Yeah. Yeah. But you can get on your bike. We're not going out for, you know, 62 mile metric century <laughs> <You're not. laughs> with yeah. rolling hills. Um, but you could, you know, ride, you could get, go spin around your neighborhood, like 30 to 40 minutes, you know, ride up, mm-hmm. maybe ride to the library and get a, grab a book or go get an ice cream cone or ride with your kids or whatever. We're not looking and walking. Like you said, Sarah, that's great. You know, 30 to 40 minute walk. Mm-hmm. walk the dogs, you know, just take a, take a week to just recover. I mean, I can, it was so funny because um, <laughs> the other night, actually Sunday night after, um, after the bike ride, I was like, it was like, I know I'm an early to bed person. We know that we've established <laughs> that, but like eight o'clock, I was like, 
I am ready for bed, you know? And then I, and that's for some reason I flashed back to my first marathon, um, mm-hmm. which I mean, I've only done a couple, uh, but it was in New York city. And I remember being in bed at like eight, eight fifteen, <laughs> eight thirty, like that whole week, like barely getting out of the eight o'clock hour in New York city. And I was in my twenties. Right. So, um, so, uh, I can't remember what I was saying, how, I, why I was saying that. Oh, because is- at eight o'clock after your metric century, you were wanting to go to bed. Yeah. Maybe you went for a walk instead. Yeah, I went for, no, I didn't. <laughs> I went and read my book. Um, but but just give yourself the grace, I guess, of to be tired after your marathon. That's what I guess kind of what I'm saying. Like, I definitely didn't want to run for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that is a great place to put in your bike, right? To get in some rides. You know, you can definitely go out and ride. Now, what 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 does riding look like for you, Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. I mean, is she looking to do like an event or just kind of wants to get on her bike and play around this summer? Like, I mm-hmm. think you can do both. I basically three to four weeks after your marathon, I would be settled into a place where you are running three times a week and maybe riding twice a week and taking two days off before Mm -hmm. you come into more of your half marathon training. It sounds like you want to do like speed sessions and some other stuff. So Mm -hmm. um, I would do that for a couple weeks. And then I would, as soon as like it gets to about, your training, your half marathon training, your long run gets to about seven, eight, nine miles, I would be, or seven or eight miles, I would definitely be back onto that plan. Oh, good. um, I'm I'm glad you gave that information because I think that's the critical thing is, you know, coming off a marathon. So, okay, so Elizabeth will have completed 26.2 miles and probably a little bit over that. And that, um, you know, so, so she doesn't then have to knock it all the way back down to zero. You know, it's like the, you know, going shoots and ladders. She don't have to go all the way back down to the start. And so I'm glad you um, said when she can hop back on to those organized um, training, the organized training plan and the, you know, prescribed long runs on the weekend. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any reason for you to do a long, I mean, again, it depends upon what plan you're doing and kind of the ambition in the plan, but um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, you know, somewhere around seven or eight, nine miles, jump back in and and, uh, and go with it. Mm-hmm. But again, like if that, if you get to the half marathon and you feel flat, that training, then, mm-hmm. you know, you can back off a little bit. You can always cross train on the bike. You can always mm-hmm. cross train on the bike. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just know that like there's plenty of events and there's always going to be something for you and, and completing your first marathon in 2021 is a huge flag that you get to fly for the rest of the year. So don't mm-hmm. think you have to go rip it up at a half marathon to kind of prove your weight as a runner if that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good note to end on that, that answer on, Timothy. All right. So Pam wants help figuring out her why. Hi, ladies. This is Pam in Decatur, Georgia. And I am calling to ask about how to figure out my why. It keeps coming up with training, especially for longer runs and starting to think about training for the virtual Boston Marathon this fall. And my coach told me to think about my why. And I always have a terrible time coming up with it. Like I am always really good about knowing, uh, getting myself out of the door. I do all my workouts. I push when I'm supposed to. But I just have a hard time figuring out what my why is. And if I think about something bigger than myself, I feel like, well, that's really kind of self-serving. Like, am I really doing it for this other person when the end goal is to go as fast as I can? 
anyways, I would love some tips and tricks for figuring that out for myself. Thanks. Bye. So, Dim, I've got to admit, like, what am I missing when I listen to this (laughs) question? You know, my take is if Pam has the motivation to get out the door and strive toward goals when she sets them for herself, does she need a why? You know, not necessarily. I don't think, I think a why comes into place um, when you're kind of lacking a little bit of motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that that always helps you. Or when you're starting something new, you know, she sounds like she's got a great workout groove, right? And um, and is super motivated. I guess the, the, the thing that when I, right now, when I start to think about my why, like training for this race, and it's, I need to pull on that when it comes to hard workouts mm-hmm. and sometimes on motivation, sometimes on motivation, especially getting to the pool to swim. But mm-hmm. mostly it is, okay, I'm going to go and execute this as best I can. And when you hit that, like it's an eight minute interval and you're at like 545 and you're like, okay, <laughs> I got another 215 of really hard. Like, let's go, let's go. Why, why, why? Because I want to mm-hmm. reach my potential. I want to see what I can do. It's important to me because of X, Y, Z, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that I think is helpful to have a why then. Um, Cause that why, you know, you practice it during your, hard workouts. And then, you know, again, if you're going for a goal in a race, a time, a, a, a reach your potential kind of goal, you mm-hmm. know, then you can, it's almost like that, you know, rewiring your brain, which just seems to be the trending thing right now, you know, but like, mm-hmm. you, you know, I'm going to be able to just come back to that, hopefully mm-hmm. a little bit easier, you know, when I'm like, my legs, my legs, my legs. No, I'm going, mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm going. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't help but wonder whether this is kind of an inter internet phenomenon, you know, whether this is like Instagram talking on needing a why, you know? Uh, Yes and no. I mean, I think a lot of sports psychologists, this is like, this is almost the bottom of the pyramid for a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, there's a habit, you know, and, uh, or it's also a lot about like forming habits, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why, you know, we scroll through the, we we do a scroll at the end of the day or have a glass of wine. Your why Mm -hmm. is you want to relax. Right. Mm. Um, So exercise, the why might be, you know, something as simple as it makes you feel balanced or um, it makes you feel alive or you want to, you know, continue to feel healthy. I mean, it doesn't have to be like this huge, like, I want to be cure bust, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. it might already be completely ingrained in Pam. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it is kind of in you too, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I pondered this quite a bit. And that because I thought it definitely from, from Pam's question, I thought maybe it had to be something external that you could then turn to when you kind of the internal stuff um, turned into, you know, vapor or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. so, um, you know, and then, so I figured, you know, I was like, okay, so, but then I did think back on an outside impetus that I had when way, way, way back in my early running career, when I was a freshman at Colgate and and on the rowing team. And during that January, I don't even know if you, by the time you got to Colgate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we had to go to, I'll tell me, we had to, we would take one class during January. Yeah, I wanted that. That sounded so, uh, so cool. It was really cool, you had, but you had a lot of time on your hands and it was really bad weather outside. So I um, was trying to, I had taken up rowing that fall and as a result, taken up running uh, as a cross training tool. And I really wanted to make the first boat uh, 
Colgate rowing at that point was a club sport. So um, it wasn't the world's loftiest goal, but it was for somebody who had not been an athlete beforehand. So I was doing cross training. And so because of the bad conditions of the roads, you know, with snow and ice and, and um, you know, not big shoulders or whatever, that I would run underneath the bleachers of the hockey rink. Uh, <laughs> because Colgate at the time, and maybe still, I don't know, didn't have an indoor track. And I get, they must not have had treadmills. Um, I mean, it's like I went to school with Fred Flintstone, but I mean, <laughs> so, and my grandmother, who is my mom's mom, it was the only grandparent I ever knew in my lifetime, um, had had a stroke right before Thanksgiving in my freshman year. And so she was no longer able to walk and, um, she, and she was, she was in her eighties. And, um, so when I would be, I mean, so running around underneath the bleachers of a ice rink is not great, not conducive and not enticing even to me. And so I told myself that I would run because grandma couldn't run. And so, so that was my why. So, um, yeah. So I I think you, you put, you, you touched on something and actually Sarah, I mean, so one of the things that, um, doing like work with, uh, exercise and group psychology and that kind of stuff that I, have done recently. I mean, there's extrinsic and there's intrinsic motivation, mm-hmm. right? And and mm-hmm. what you want to do is switch it. Um, and I think you know, I, I think uh, extrinsic is a is something that's like out of you, right? So mm-hmm. like a new pair of shorts or a new pair of shoes or an ice cream cone or a um, you know whatever. Um, it could be even you know to fit into um, a wedding dress or to lose ten pounds, and then the then over time, as you carve that groove, it becomes an intrinsic motivation because, mm-hmm. and your grandma would fall into the extrinsic, yes, extrinsic yes, as well. Yeah. And so the intrinsic becomes, oh, because it makes me feel balanced, because I feel strong, because it mm-hmm. gives me, uh, you know, a sense of purpose to my day, it's, it's mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the shift that, that we're looking for. Right. So mm-hmm. again, um, you know, Pam has it, but you know, when, when you set, if, I think that if this is Bammer Pammer, it is. You know, I know it she's is. running virtual Boston. I yeah. would say, what's her why for that? Like, what's her goal for that? Right? Mm-hmm. Is it to go as fast as she can? Mm-hmm. Okay, then then that's then that's going to set her up for a different kind of training cycle than to go out and cheer on the other Bammers and you know be able to have just a nice solid mm-hmm. race, right? Mm-hmm. And not have mm-hmm. to worry about you know covering twenty six miles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it just depends. Yeah. 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 And I got to say, I love kind of thought questions like that, that kind of take us in a place that we didn't think we were going. So, um, so thanks for that question. Nice. So that brings us to the need for more questions. Cause Tim, we are low on questions. I got to oh, say we are, we are um, I think it was a shift in Google voice and I think they maybe gobbled up a bunch that had been sitting there. So, um, so please call in with your questions. Um, and the number to do that is four, seven, zero badass one, which translates to four, seven, zero, two, two, three, two, seven, seven, one. doesn't matter what time you call because it goes straight to that Google voice start off by telling us your first name and where you're calling from and please keep your message to 90 seconds or less um and please continue to tell your friends about this show as well as the another the regular another mother runner podcast and amr trains which runs Mm -hmm. every other tuesday Mm -hmm. we're really trying to bolster our numbers of downloads on our podcast so thank you yep yep and keep the questions coming because dimity and i are here with answers Mm -hmm.